Hey, Young Gun Family. It's me. <laughs> Your favorite podcaster, Eric, with the voice. You already know. Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. And I'm your host, and I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank you. You can support this podcast by dropping a rating and a comment on the Apple Podcast app. Search for the show on all social media platforms by looking up at Hung Up Pod or hashtag Hung Up Podcast. In case you haven't noticed already, I enjoy dropping in voicemails that you all send to me. So you can do that by calling 484-578-9992. If you don't want to send a voice message, that's cool. You can send an email at hungupod at gmail.com. So, or DM me. You got all these different ways to contact me. I would just love to hear from y'all more. That's all I'm saying. This week, I'm hung up on everyone who has lost someone during this pandemic. It is already, you know, really difficult to process losing someone, especially if that person was close to you um, and or a big part of your life or your journey to get you where you are today. And you lose that person and, you know, you can't leading up to losing them. You can't be with them because of the pandemic and you know during the time of loss you can't be around them Um, a lot of things are happening virtually you know and I see it on my timelines on Twitter you know folks who have experienced loss and are going through a lot of hurt and pain right now you know myself I this week uh, unfortunate news of losing two people that you know I know one was a co-worker Sylvia, who worked at UPenn and really meant a lot to the Penn family, and um, a stepmother, uh, my, my father's ex wife, she passed, Charlene. So I just send, you know, so much love and, and condolences to everyone right now. I mean, like, you just got to hug yourself. It's, it's a lot. So I'm hung up on us for finding the resilience. (laughs) Wherever it is, under some rock somewhere, deep, deep down, but just finding that little piece to keep going and to keep pushing forward. And can I just say personally, you know, it's, it's another layer of emotion when you have been distanced from someone for for so long and you get that type of news right it you know it doesn't nothing changes your past and your history with this person and you know what they have meant to you in the past Um, but it's just an extra layer of emotion when you are dealing with that type of situation on a lighter note And lastly, I'm hung up on our good sis out here, Megan the Stallion, Hot Girl Meg, on her new album, Good News. 
there seems to be mixed reviews on Twitter. But I guess that's how it goes, though, right? I, you know, any really any form of art is subjective, especially music. I'm just not sure why y'all argue about this type of stuff, though. <laughs> but it makes for a good like or a retweet. So I guess get y'all life. Um, but I'm, I'm here for it. Good news. Shots fired. <laughs> Immediately, she she starts off with firing shots <laughs> um, and responding to Miss Lane's in that whole situation. Throughout the album, I think she's just dropping bars, but I think she's also, you know, experimenting a little bit with um, her music. Like, you know, in songs, you know, the uh, number 11 track, Intercourse. What else did I like? Outside. <laughs> I think Outside is like one of my favorite tracks, y'all. Work That, What's New, Body. Some of y'all didn't like movie. It, you know, movie. Yeah. Hmm. Sugar Baby, number five. Hell yeah. And, you know, I just, I love her going hard always for black women, standing up for black women and demanding respect for black women. I'm hung up. So let's get into this here episode. This week, I sit down with Wayward Union, a brand created by Dorak Knox and Daryl Hamilton, two dope black-ass creators in their own right, okay? We get to know them a little on a personal level and a collaborative level. Wayward Union was created to empower black, same-gender-loving men and seeks to build a stronger community. And they do this by hosting really cool, laid-back experiences and events. They've had to switch things up recently to keep COVID in mind. And we talk about how they've adapted to this pandemic and how they stay motivated to create. Let's check them out. Hey, Hung Up family. Welcome to the show, digital producer and curly hair aficionado, Dorak Knox, and entrepreneur, Daryl Hamilton, together, they are Wayward Union. Welcome to the Hunger Podcast. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm happy to see y'all. Oh, I hope to see you too. That we made this happen. Yeah. Yes. And it's really good to see y'all. Yeah, and a flesh. And <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I introduced you both, digital producer and entrepreneur, and like I said, together, Wayward Union. But please take a moment, both of you, introduce yourself to the Hung Up family. So, um, my name is Rock Knox. Um, I am a digital producer. Um, I work with different apps, uh, doing marketing campaigns, uh, send out those pesky emails and push notifications that you guys receive from different apps. Those are the type of campaigns that I produce. And um, also um, work with Daryl on Wayward Union. 
Okay. What do we This is your that? show. This is your show. <laughs> are you in perfection, bitch? I might be. Yeah. So, so listeners, yes. listen. Mm-hmm. Just so y'all know, we spent a little time before we started mm-hmm. recording. We turned up a little bit. We had a few drinks. And, um, you know, we here. So, <laughs> The Rock introduced himself. <laughs> Daryl, you are next. How are you? I'm well. Some, you, would you like to introduce yourself to the Hung Up family? Yes, I'm Daryl Hamilton. I'm the co-founder of Wayward Union, and I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm the founder of The Black Ark. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that on your Instagram. <laughs> I didn't see that on your Instagram. Okay. Look, y'all, I told them before we, like last week, <clears throat> Trying to get some notes together for the episode. I was stalking their Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. So we have to talk about that. We can talk about it. The Black Ark. Mm-hmm. So where can people find you on social media? Um, uh, you can find me at The Rock on Instagram. Well, on all, on all social media. <laughs> <laughs> You can find me on Mr. Hamilton Fox One on Instagram and Daryl Hamilton at Facebook. And where are we find a way we're in at? At where we're in on social media. And you have a website, right? Yes. Where we're in dot com. Dope shit. So fellas, let's just glasses, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let me leave my You wanna leave yours? <laughs> Sure. Come on, just, just, come on. Wait, did you just say you gotta go to the bathroom? Yeah. Wait, it is a lot going on right now. Alright, Eric, you guys are a little bit too late. Hey, y'all, let's get into this hung up music review. Real hot girl shit. So when y'all came in, I was playing Megan's album. How y'all feel about it? I like it. I like the song Sexual Intercourse. Ooh. With Popcon. Wait, Sexual Intercourse? Mm-hmm. It, no, it's just Intercourse. Oh, it's, oh, it's <laughs> a long song. <laughs> I'm looking but for wait, sexual. Wait, but the chorus is Sexual Intercourse, though. <laughs> I'm looking for sexual. I'm like, mm-mm. But here we go. This is it, right? Yeah, this, this is about. <laughs> yeah. I really like um, the new single body is cool. I like what's new. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wait, I also like the song she had with 
Skater Gang doing on the tip. Did you like this one? Yeah. It's like a good song. Mm-hmm. Who, who else is in this? City Girls and who is... I feel like it was City Girls. Oh. Do you think this album will make it to the clubs next summer? When they open back up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially if they do like a remix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I just want to say, you know, congrats to Megan. Mm-hmm. Releasing this album... Who did she release it on? I think her same label. Oh, the, With Carl. the one that screwed her over? Yeah. 300 Entertainment. Yeah, she's on the label. 300 Entertainment. I think she's going to release enough albums with them so she can get out of her contract mm-hmm. and then probably go to Jay-Z with Rock Nation. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think she'll do a switch like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I don't you don't know much about... Oh, I, so I feel range, like I don't know, but she said that Jay Z and Beyonce are her friends, and they text her and call all the time. So I'm just like, <laughs> so you can see them like, yeah, yeah, just like embracing yeah, her embracing on a creative level. Oh, yeah, and Beyonce and in. her are both from Houston. Yeah. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, true. they do have that connection. What's her um, Parkside Entertainment? Park mm-hmm. Park Parkside Parkwood Parkwood Parkwood. Yeah. Park 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying Parkside. Like, oh, Park yeah, Parkside. <laughs> Parkside is somewhere though. Is that New York? Where is that? At? Parkside is somewhere. Probably New York. It Parkside Howard. Park this probably. It sounds like there's a Parkside in every city. Is it? I went to school in Park Slope High School. Park Slope. But I feel like Parkside. Parkside just sounds. It sounds New Yorkish. Sounded, it's Parkwood. Yeah. Parkwood. 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 Oh, okay. That's probably Parkside. Yeah. <laughs> Parkside sound like a thing, though. That could be it's a, a neighborhood. That could be yeah. a neighborhood. <laughs> Parkside. It's, it's a neighborhood in multiple yeah. cities, <laughs> multiple locations. That could be a good thing. So y'all feeling y'all feeling Meg's album? Y'all mm-hmm. feeling everything that she has to get? Um, I really like um, work that too. I'm still going through the album, but I've been listening to it sort of nonstop this past few days, and I'm just really, and I've also looked at her video a few times. I'm, I don't know if I'm infatuated. I, I'm just really feeling Meg. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling everything that she's given, and I think that, especially like pushing through all this, like as Mary J. Blige would say, hateration. <laughs> hateration. Okay, like all this like bullshit that she has to like deal with, a lot of it coming from straight cisgender black men. Okay, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um I'm happy to just see her in this space and doing her thing. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. It's weird. I felt like because Meg is a black woman and she's like confident about like herself and her abilities. It's like straight black men were kind of like offended. Like, oh, who's this woman like owning her power and uh-huh. her confidence with her like, mm-hmm. with her sexual conquest? And it's just like, if Meg was a man, a lot of her lyrics wouldn't even be all that controversial. It would just be like, oh, okay, cool. And I also feel like she would be big, like she would have gained more clout sooner right. because Meg been spitting these bars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meg's been writing, like she's been doing this. Right. But I think, <clears throat> I think, and again, I'm not an artist, so I don't know, but I think when it comes to the music industry, you have a lot of men who have control. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So this whole like Tory Lane situation though is like it's it's really weird. I feel like it's still a lot of questions out there. Okay. I wonder when we're gonna know what happened. Oh yeah, we're gonna know. Yeah, I don't know if we will ever really know if we're gonna know what happened. It's because, it's prote- somebody's protecting somebody. Like some like she might still be protect. Well, what we know is that she was protecting him up until well when the incident right. happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. But no one's really answering right now what the argument or, what, or discussion was even about. So it's kind of just like, is it really like... You mean like how the altercation even yeah, came Yeah, so be? like, was it like a petty situation <clears throat> that caused it to be? So well, it's like, but does it even... Oh, does right, that matter? Okay. But does it well, even matter? Well, that's always been my question. Like, does that matter? What was the situation that made him shoot, shoot her? I would really <laughs> like, like to know. No, I think that was... so. And like I you think, said, we may not ever know yeah. that. I feel like the best friend has all the information. No, I think Tory Lanez was like a narcissist. <laughs> and I think him being a narcissist was just like, oh, well, Meg was like, oh, I'm not going to give you your way. I'm not doing what you want me to do. And because she said no to him, uh, she set a boundary. And it was just like, oh, how did she give me a boundary? Right. I'm going to react to her giving me a boundary mm. and rejecting me. So I'm right. going to shoot her. That's what I think everything was about, pretty much. She told him, no, he couldn't do something. He got offended. He was caught up in his ego. Or maybe it's not that. It could also be in the music because she's talking about it. So right. we need to listen to the music, listen to Megan and see everything that she's putting out. Um, and I'm sure there's some things that she's not going to put out. Especially mm-hmm. if things are still in litigation and in mm-hmm. court. They can't talk about things, but it's just a really right. like weird situation. Just heard. from the beginning, like yeah. you got shot in the foot, like her limping out of the truck, how the cops reacted to her, and then and she still put weird. his best interest first. <clears throat> right. At the scene. Mm. Um, and then he made a whole album. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. right. He made a whole yeah. out and then like it's this whole situation is just kind of weird. And there's like some rumor about like how they unfollowed each other, her and the best friend. Kelsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that like um uh, Tory Lane's team like tried to pay them to like keep this keep quiet or whatever. And people were wondering if she took the money and that's why her and uh, Meg not friends anymore. But this is like stuff on YouTube. <laughs> like, people got conspiracy <laughs> theories about the People are sitting there really trying to figure like, this to thing out. out. Like, they really are. Conspiracy. And I don't know if it's worth all that, but I was just saying. <laughs> shout out to Meg. Um, congratulations on your new album. This is the album. And for bouncing right? back, yeah. This isn't like a EP. Right, right, right. Or like, a compilation. But. <clears throat> Very cool. So, speaking of music, since we're talking about music, are you hung up on any songs or any album? Is there any other music that you're listening to right now? Hmm. Any artists that y'all feeling? Look, feel free to pull your phone right. out and I look did. at your library. <laughs> I'm like, where am I? Because I'm, I'm all over the place with Fuck music. My my jacket. I like that new Saweetie song with Janae Aiko. I forgot what it's called. Though. Oh, I didn't hear that. Oh, I feel like like I've back seen, to the streets. I think it was called. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. it. I like yeah, it. the streets be giving Saweetie a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> they be giving her why a hard <laughs> go at it. 
<laughs> why? Oh, you know, I'm not a part of that conversation. <laughs> she she has a few. She she has like one song that I like. Mm-hmm. I feel that like I re- she's that trying. I really like. Well, um, so we, my type. Yeah, is I that feel the like she's song? I feel like that's everybody's one song. I feel like Saweetie is trying, alright? <laughs> Let's give her something. We're going to give her an BT Awards um, uh, performance of her like, in this, like, this whole little... Oh, and she was doing my type. With... Yeah, and it's so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> it was so what do you quiet. Mean? <laughs> Everybody was just like looking at her, like they were just nodding their head, and it looked like it was so quiet. Which one of the amigos is her boyfriend? Is Quavo. 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 It was like he was like the most excited one there, like cheering her on. And everyone was just like, and little Kel was in the audience, was just like, like <laughs> he a real one. Come on, Quavo. Okay. <laughs> Support your girl. <laughs> oh my god! It was like watching like a like a, a talent show performance, mm-hmm. but she was good. Like I guess she was good. The audio was weird too, so that mm-hmm. kind of like messed it up. She had to no else. That's an I was I was searching for it. No else. No else. She did that with Hip Boy. Oh, was that a single? Y'all never heard this? This is like the only song that I like by her, really. Oh, wow. I said, no wow. L's. <laughs> wow. But, like it's compelling, though. <laughs> that was shit. <shame. laughs> no, I mean, like, no, not that, no, no, not in the same way, but. It's, it's, it's good. Man, so what else? I like this song, though. What else y'all listening to? So, I really liked, um, Janae Aiko's album, the new one, Chalumbo. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I like what was it? Chalumbo. Yeah, Janae Aiko. And I like Kelly Rowland's. What's her latest single? Crazy or something? Like that. Oh, okay, Chalumbo. This one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Pussy Fairy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happiness over everything. Home. Okay. What's that one which is like back up on the scene or something? That's with her, I think. She got a lot of songs on here. Yeah, I like that song. That was a good song. Really? Yeah. Okay. Love is cute too. Okay. Okay. I don't. I think I've heard. I think I like BS. Yeah, BS is with uh, her. That's the single. Mm-hmm. BS. Is I like BS, and I've heard the Trigger freestyle. Trigger is good. So right now I'm feeling Xavier Omar. I've been listening to his album mm. nonstop. Homeboy Marquise. He put me on and um Bonnie Vare. Um, oh Bonnie. <laughs> Surf. They really pick they used to pick on him. All our time. It's it's a really dope album. Um, Where's he from? Bonnie Bear. Bonnie Bear. Where's Bonnie who from? Bonnie. Xavier Omar? No, Bonnie. Uh, Bonnie Bear. Is he white or black? 
She's white. He's white, right? I just remember they did, they said something about him on a SNL skit like years ago. He's gone for a long time. He's a man like from like Australia or something, right? Yeah, but Gary Omar, <laughs> he's from the UK. Right? I have to look. I have to um, look into him and his music. Um, but besides that, Duran Bart Bernard, shout out to him. Oh, I like him. Victoria Monet, Queen Naja, her album is actually like good. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to those folks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those folks. Okay. Hey, Hunger Fam. I hope y'all enjoying this conversation with Wayward Union. Feel free to pause and call the show and leave your thoughts. The phone number is 484-578-9992. And don't forget to follow the show on all social media platforms at HungUpPod. Now let's get back to the show. All right. So let's get into the conversation. Mm-hmm. I usually ask my guests, how are you doing? But I want to get into the habit of asking, how is your heart? Because honestly, that question, how are you doing, it triggers me as someone who doesn't appreciate small talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like small talk. Why not? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't well, it's not that I don't <laughs> like it. I don't mind engaging in that, but I would rather engage in a more like thought-provoking idea or question mm-hmm. other than how are you? And I just feel like also these days, especially white folks, don't ask no black people how they're doing. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't ask us how our day is. Don't ask us how we're doing because we're doing the best that we can. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that varies moment by moment and day by day. So that's why I don't like that question. Right. I just feel like so many people just ask just to ask. Like they feel like that's a conversation filler or a starter. Right. And really, if you want to engage with someone, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you something more thought provoking. I'm going to try to remember something you may have told me. You know, the last time we spoke, actually yeah. about a family, you know what I mean? I'm right. going to try to like, just be a little bit more uh, uh, involved. Yeah, no, that makes sense because I hate dry conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to cut even, con- you can't even connect with a person. So why talk to them if you're not going to cut, going to connect with them? Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, you know, it's one thing if it's just somebody that's like helping you out with something like a passerby, a, a right. transaction, right. something transactional. But if it's you in an office or something like that, why not try to get to know who you're working with every day? Because you're going to see them more during the day than your own family. Yeah. So it's like, right. you know, so small talk is kind of like time wasted. Yeah. How's your niece? How's your how's your program going? Right, right. How right. how did that community service event you told me about you that you went to? How did that go last weekend? Uh, you know, hey, what do you think about them damn 76ers? I don't know. <laughs> like Okay. <laughs> 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 Just like something other than how are you? Right. Oh, that's so like dry and cut and paste. 
Because are you going to say it's like, I'm good. You know, I'm great. More than likely, the response is, I'm good. Right. I'm but, doing okay. But that's How are you? People are conditioned mm-hmm. to respond certain ways to certain questions. Mm. And, and you're saying that's why usually people say like oh I'm good how are you like that's usually yeah. the response like, if you but, say something it's like oh like I'm doing bad this is like wait a minute <laughs> like, I don't know how to respond to that exactly. like, so that's like yeah. so how um, what did you do this weekend or well maybe they said I'm gonna cry so we don't know but yeah. but someone was to say that you couldn't be like oh my god It'll just be like, oh, okay, that's good, girl. (laughs) (laughs) What is the alternative in that situation? Like anything other than how are you? Yeah, I think literally anything. Right, and we can we can come up with something, Mm. and it also forces us to think more intentionally about the person that we're interacting with Mm -hmm. versus that surface. Right. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we're gonna get we're gonna get a little deeper. Alright, so how's your heart? We're going through a lot right now as a country, as a community, but I think also individually we're also dealing with our own challenges and also achievements. Mm-hmm. And we're overcoming things, we're going through things, we're getting over things, we're stuck in things, mm-hmm. like we're all we're all in a different place. So, mm-hmm. how's your heart? Um, I think my heart is... I feel like my heart is full because, like, I've been doing the work, so I'm in therapy. And I feel like with therapy, it's been helping me to really find, like, compassion for myself. Mm-hmm. And having compassion for myself, I have compassion, compassion for other people. for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like my heart is That's full. That's important. Yeah, it is. Like, I heard you when you said compassion for other people, and I was just like, mm, okay. <laughs> but it was the compassion for myself that really, like, hit me, because I feel mm-hmm. like that's most important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that way you can have that space for other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. You have to care about yourself and put yourself first right. so you can feel fulfilled before you can give to other people. Uh, I feel like my heart is in a healing process. I feel like um, during this time, especially during COVID, it helped me realize the people around me and the the good the goodness that they add to my life. And before, I may have thought I needed something more than what I already had, but what I already have is is good for me. And I tried to run away for, from it. And um, now that I'm like forced to deal with that reality and live in a moment and see things for what they are because of COVID, <laughs> um, it's allowed me to start this healing process of realizing like, you know, there's, you know, there's more worth living for it and there's people around you that, um, uh, that needs you and wants you mm-hmm. and, um, you don't have to run or search for anything. You have it already. Mm. So, and these times allowed me to realize that for myself. Mm. Yeah. And when you say these times, like since the pandemic started. Yeah, yeah. So, have you been spending more time alone? And that's what brought you to this? Or is it something else? 
so um, being uh, like forced with my family when my um, job went remote, um, I was uh, doing short-term leases and things like that, doing short-term rentals, Airbnbs, um, transitioning from living on the West Coast. And so when COVID happened, I was supposed to just be staying with them for the week. And I was like, why continue to pay for these, you know, different short-term stays and stuff like that when I could just live here and work remotely with my sister. And since I've been there, it's allowed us to reconnect and allow me to understand her more and for her to understand me more and my mother being around her more. And since I live so far away for some, so for so many years, it's just allowed me to reconnect with them and just, be in their space and realize how I can be in their lives more and how I can move on from things that may have happened in the past and mm. value what's going on now and how we can change things and move in a fo- into the future in a better light. Mm. So, yeah. And of course, being closer to the family that's older and dying also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Being, a, being able to be around for that and not having to worry about like, you know, oh, I got to hop on this plane. I can just be there. It's just a short ride away. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Kelly? I think for me, with COVID happening, it made me realize like how important it is to really like cherish family and be around family. Because it's just like people never really know that like okay like your loved one could be here today and then gone tomorrow especially like older people who may have like chronic illnesses and stuff like that it's kind of just like well people weren't checking in on their families before it was like with COVID now it's just like oh people have to be more intentional like okay well this person could get sick potentially die from COVID let me like check in on my family members if they're okay and they're all right. Mm-hmm. so I feel like people have been more intentional now with their time trying to spend it with like loved ones especially like older loved ones and how is your heart there my heart is i feel like it's full because i feel like with me really like doing the work and understanding that you have to be like compassionate for other people and understanding and when i started to really do that and look back on situations i felt like okay like let me look in the good for this situation or the good of this person. Look at the whole context of everything. Mm-hmm. So my heart is pretty full. Hmm. My heart is healing. Mm-hmm. This year, um, I went through some challenges. Uh, with family and I still am but it's it's interesting because I've gone through all the phases like the confusion and then the anger and then the separation and not speaking it's like I'm going through all these stages and it all comes back to I miss my family you know at the end of the day even when you feel like you've been wronged or, you know, left out yeah. or not acknowledged. It's been an interesting journey this year, redefining what family looks like for me. 
because I spent so much, I, I've spent so much time comparing what my family unit looked like to everyone else's and then oh. thinking I was lacking. Mm -hmm. And it was because I was comparing. Mm -hmm. And so it's now, you know, I'm getting in this, in this phase of my life where I'm not comparing. I'm accepting my family as it is and what it is and really embracing my story and where I come from and um, everything about where I come from. You know, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Mm -hmm. So, it's hit my heart is healing. My heart is healing. So, where's home for y'all? We, Derek, we talked a little bit. Yeah. You gave me a little bit of your. You went from Virginia, mm -hmm. Newport News, yeah, to Philly, Philly, then to New York, Philly to Baltimore, then Baltimore, back to Philly, then back to Philly, then and to New York, then to Jersey, then to New York, okay, then to <laughs> Cali, then to Cali, then back and now to New you're York, back in and then to Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> And I was born in Baltimore, so that's the weird part. Oh my god. I was born in Baltimore, but I didn't grow up in Baltimore though. That's a lot. Come yeah. on. Yes. Yes. So. Where are you from? Where's home? So I'm originally from Brooklyn, East New York. Oh. Mm -hmm. Then I went to college upstate New York, Buffalo. Okay. Then I went back to Brooklyn. Then from Brooklyn I went to DC. Is and Fordham University in upstate? Ah uh, no. Fordham University it's is in the That's in the Bronx. Okay. Okay. So it's in like the five okay. boroughs. Yeah. Okay. I got accepted to Fordham. I really wanted to go. Why didn't you? Financial aid was fucked up. Oh. That school was expensive. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a private school too, right? It, I don't know. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Thinking back to your younger years, when do you remember the first time you saw yourself reflected? back to yourself and I ask this question especially of my um, black queer guests mm -hmm. um, that come on um, that identify as queer um, I ask them this question you know when was the first time you've seen yourself reflected back to yourself I've gotten different answers Noah's art <laughs> my uncle my aunt um, a family member a church member mm -hmm. a play a movie um, a period of my life someone influenced me. Um, when was the first time you remember seeing yourself reflected back to yourself? It's so it's weird when I I think about two different things. So one, I automatically think about Noah's Ark and that series for what it was for like young black gay men. But then when I even think about it and I analyze it more, I think more about like me being like a young black boy and like my mother having like what like Elin Harris novels mm -hmm. and what was it B-Boy Blues mm -hmm. so I feel like reading that mm -hmm. when I was younger that probably was more prevalent before Noah's Ark mm. what about you? I don't know I don't <laughs> think I've ever seen a representation of myself when um, you were young did you feel mm -hmm. 
How did you feel when you were young, growing up? <laughs> young Duroc. Like, how did you feel as you were going through your stages of mm-hmm. identity, self-actualization, all that through adolescence, puberty? How did you... Did you have anything that you felt common to or... And if the answer is no, maybe you didn't. And then maybe you had to create the space for yourself. I think what it was, I think for me growing up, I felt misunderstood. So I guess when you have that mentality, like no one understands you, mm-hmm. you can't even see yeah. like what, you know, is out there that relates to you because you all the time just feels like. Mm-hmm. Misunderstood. Yeah, misunderstood. <laughs> By so everyone around yeah, you. Yeah. That's, Whether it be school family yeah and so i think it probably was representation of me out there but because i had that mentality it was like you couldn't receive it i couldn't receive it yeah Mm -hmm. so that's probably why i just can't think back like what is out there but that's probably it's likely something out there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's very interesting so let's talk about wayward union a space created to empower black Emphasis on the black, mm-hmm. same gender loving men, and to build a stronger community. I got that from your website. Mm-hmm. How did Wayward Union come about? What what encouraged this to happen, and 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 what is the goal? Mm-hmm. So what happened? So last New Year's Eve, I reached out to the Rock because I thought he was still in California, but he came back. That he happens to be in Baltimore. And so I was hosting a New Year's Eve party in D.C. And so I invited him. And I invited some of my friends. And to come in time. It was me and my partner throwing the party. So I invited the Rocks to come to the party. And he was like, oh, like, this was dope. This was really cool. He was like, oh, like, we should really, like, sit down and get together. And, like, start a business. Trying to build community with, like, the black community. So I was like, yeah, I'll be down for that. That's, that sounds dope. We should think about that. Mm-hmm. And so, <clears throat> I think we were trying to launch in about April, originally. Mm-hmm. And then, I think COVID hit in March. So, mm-hmm. by April, it was just like, oh, like, <laughs> can we even launch? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Well, let's, like, pay attention and figure out what we want to launch. And we was like, all right, let's keep, like, staying in contact, talking to each other. We could figure out a date to launch. Mm-hmm. And so then The Rock finally hit me up in the summertime. Like, all right, let's just launch in August. We've been saying we want to launch for a few months now. Right. So we launched and we had our first picnic in August in Baltimore. And the picnic was kind of like a response to COVID in a way. It's like, you know, since we can't throw indoor events, um, my friend came up with the ideas. She like went to like this picnic and she's like, I went to this amazing picnic or whatever. And I was just like, huh, like... You know, that, that would be a great idea for us just to get started. And um, it allowed people to social distance at that comfort level, but still connect with each other and be in the same space. And um, that was kind of like our backdoor way in towards still building community in a town where people have been apart for so long. Yeah. So you, when were you in Baltimore? That was So that was your first event? Yeah, that was the first event. Because you were here in Philly on August 30th. Right. So Baltimore must have already happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was like a week before, a week or two before. A week or two. Yeah. It was in August of that year. Yeah, it was right before the wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had a great time at the Mass for Mass picnic here at the Plateau here in West Philly. Mm -hmm. Uh, like I said, it was on August 30th. It was a really good time. You told us to bring our blankets <laughs> <laughs> and come out for a good time. And it was. We had social distance games. Right. Mm -hmm. And the blanket part is really what got me because it was a beautiful day. <laughs> it was a beautiful day. And y'all, for my non-Philly listeners and even for the Philly listeners that have not been to the plateau, <laughs> shame on you. You, sh you should have gone by now. Um, and if you haven't, make sure you do. Well, it's cold now. <laughs> I, I guess like people still hang out at the plateau. It's not that that cold. Um, you know, after dark, you know, before dark, you know, whatever, you know, suits your, suits your fancy. Uh, <laughs> Check out the plateau in Philly. Um, it was a beautiful day, and just to be able to sit out on the on the on the blanket that we brought. I came with Rob Carter, who's a professional photographer here in Philly. He, um, we had a good time, yeah. and you had the bar set up. <laughs> it was like somebody blew it up with air. Yeah, it was like it was like an air balloon <laughs> bar, which yeah. was so cool because. Nothing was yeah. different. Yeah, you had your ice, you had your drinks. You right. know, people were able to, like you said, um, commingle and cohabit mm -hmm. as they, you know, were right. comfortable. And it was a really good time. Speaking of the mask for mask picnic party, mm -hmm. like you, I, you mentioned that you all came together and collaborated on this great idea to mm -hmm. to bring queer. Um, same gender, gender loving black men together, and then COVID happened. You know, it was unexpected. Mm. Was the mask for mask party because you planned this? You, you said you hit up the rock. You like, yo, we just gonna launch in August. Yeah, you yeah. said the hell COVID or not, right. we yeah. want to do this. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the mask for mask party was a response to COVID. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was okay. a response to COVID. Okay. We wanted to do something, but we still wanted it to be safe for everybody. Right. right. So that we weren't like violating the laws or getting anybody sick and stuff like that. Right, right. Yeah. And exactly. it were generally like small like small events. It wasn't like a big, you know, picnic full of people. Yeah, it wasn't like a hundred people. It was yeah. like right. twenty five and below people. Yeah, yeah. So how has the adjustment been as creator since COVID started? Because Mask for Mask isn't your only event. I mm -hmm. know you all do different things. So how's that adjustment been? I feel like it taught us, I think I was telling you earlier, I feel like it taught us that we had to like pivot because with COVID, you never really know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So to still remain on the scene and to still produce content, you have to figure out creative ways that you still can be present and fully authentic to your brand. Mm -hmm. It does force you into a new space mm -hmm. because you want to keep creating. Right. Right, mm -hmm. you, you still the purpose of Wayward Union is to bring people together. Mm -hmm. Bringing people together looks different now, right? <laughs> yeah, than it did yes. a year ago. Yeah, so you all have adjusted to that, and I think that's great. Yeah. Um, because I also attended your Halloween event, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> which was a mask event, and mm -hmm. it was really fun. Yeah, that, that it was, was really pretty fun. Dope, yeah. yeah. It was a lot of work that went yeah. into that. 
a lot of work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. speaking of that, you bring up a really good point. Mm-hmm. I have met and come in contact with different like promoters and event promoters here in Philly. I've been here um, a little over 15 years. Mm-hmm. What has your experience been? Share what you want. What has your experience been creating these events? Um, are you finding the resources that you need? Are you finding it easy or not so easy to collaborate with people? Are you finding it um, not so challenging or do you find it challenging to um, create events in, in this pandemic uh, space that we're in right now? How, how has that experience been for you both as creators? Um, I think it's been pretty decent for us because um, immediately we the love was shown to us. Mm-hmm. They like the concept and what we're trying to go for. And uh, we just had supportive figures like helping us out, like from Alex and then even from the Philly, um, Philly one, like all of our friends came out and helped mm-hmm. us out with food, drinks, yeah. everything. And um, the people that showed up just was telling us, pulling us aside, saying like, you know, we needed this. This was like great. Mm-hmm. And um, then we had New York right after that. And New York had a similar turnout to Philly, mm-hmm, yeah. but it was still kind of like that gracious, like feeling that. I was going to ask yeah. you that because I'm wondering if new places like New York have more opportunity to mm-hmm. socialize than places like Philly. And I imagine that they do. Right. <laughs> so it's interesting, though, that you still yeah. were received the mm-hmm. same way. Right. People yeah. were so gracious that you created this this space for people to kind of come together. Right. And the thing about New York, though, too, though, because when we did New York, it was, I feel like it was cold. Though. It was, a, it, it, was cold. <laughs> it was cold. It was cold. So we were kind of nervous. Like, all right, it's a little bit colder. People are going to still show up and, like, support yeah. us. Yeah. And people showed up. And even people showed up towards, like, the end when it started getting dark. Right. We were just like, people wow. Like, and people yeah. stayed after dark, and it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, so did y'all, do y'all stay in New York for the day, like, when you travel? Because mm-hmm. you, you guys kind of travel and right. create these experiences, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. Do you kind of camp out in the city that you're in for the day? Or do, do you kind of yeah. have friends that you kind of, yeah. that you know and... How do you how do you make this happen as you trans as you go from city to city? Well, so um, uh, like usually when we go to New York, we usually stay, <laughs> like stay yeah. overnight, and we support other people, other black promoters in the city too. Like we love going to Trappy Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard of Trappy Hour. Yeah, and mm-hmm. shout out to um, he's got to have it. Um, my friend, um, Jerry. Okay. Like nice. uh, there's like dope scenes in Brooklyn that we like to be around and go to. Um, and that's. That's our giving back. Like, we just like to support other people. And we like to, you know, learn from those spaces also because mm-hmm. we want to allow other places in the country where there's black gays to have those spaces where they can party be themselves and right. Right. have a vibe. You know? mm-hmm. Well, if y'all looking for a partner, let me know. <laughs> New York is just one of those places that I have not frequent. Mm. You know, I know very few people in New York. So I would love to hang out with y'all in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Yeah. <laughs>
Let's I guess it after COVID, when right? Went, right, when they right. right, and that's another yeah. thing. Like, I feel like black promoters get hit the worst in the summer. Right now, yeah, yeah. 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 It's not. It's like we're already. It's not. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Even before COVID, we had our challenges, and you know, um, but this just kind of add a extra layer of complexity. Uh, <laughs> Mm-hmm. to to what you're doing but the fact that you're able to do it and press forward and be mm-hmm. received and loved and supported i think that's amazing right yeah right. i yeah. think that's amazing so that was august 30th when you had the mass for mass picnic mm-hmm. party on october 14th y'all had an event cup yourself all about <laughs> self-love self-care and self-growth and I missed this event, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but I wanted to ask you, how did that event go? What was it all about? Yeah, so um, that show was with um, my uh, uh, my friend, um, Ishmael Wayne, mm-hmm. and uh, he um, is an intimacy and love coach. And he basically just went through um, a presentation that's basically explaining to us how... Um, you know, how we kind of been conditionalized on how to express intimacy and how that kind of blocks us for finding ultimately what we want. And so he basically, you know, just showed us how we can start manifesting the type of, you know, energy that we want in our lives from, you know, the good and uh, the romantic, the platonic, all of that. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like basically just a walkthrough on all of that. And that's kind of like our starting point with Cup Yourself, like, how to learn how to love yourself so you can start manifesting, you know, the type of energy you want in your life mm. from other people. Mm. Yeah, that's really important that order because it yeah. sounded like you got to love yourself before you start manifesting. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What were you about to say? I was gonna say we were trying to play up on the whole like cuff yourself season where it's like everyone's feels like oh well it's getting cold. Oh, so I need to find season, a, yeah. yeah. It comes, I need to find a bay. I need to find a boyfriend, a girlfriend to be like hugged up on. It's just like well. You can just like y'all need to stop. Hug up on yourself though. Like <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Like hug up on yourself, love on yourself. Yeah. Work on like self improvement. It's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. That's a good thing. That's yeah. actually sexy and attractive. It, it is. is. It yeah. is. Self care is sexy. Yes. Yes. It is. <laughs> nice. I'm really enjoying this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I cannot believe I'm at my last question, but it, it's just been such a good conversation. You guys have such great energy. And, you know, that's why that's why I wanted to make sure when you guys show up in Philly, you know, I, I try to support and I have enjoyed myself. Thank you. We appreciate you. it. We appreciate you. We appreciate your support. It will support you as well. Do you yeah. feel like you're getting the support that you need from the gay community, the black gay community? I think originally, so originally I kind of felt like we was just like, oh, wow, our friends need to support us. <laughs> wow, our friends not supporting us. It's okay, wait, our- let's unpack that. Yeah. Because I get that as a creator, seriously. I get mm-hmm. that. So what was that? You you felt like you, I think, so I think, well, me and the Rock both sat down and discussed it. It was kind of like, well, like when it comes to our friends, we support them, we ride for them, we die for them. So 
So it's kind of just like, well, we thought that like, okay, we're doing a project. Our friend's going to be riding and dying for us. But the way you like, did for yeah, them. Yeah, we did for them. Yeah, but it's just like. But we know that people don't do the same things yeah, that we do. Yeah. You have to have compassionate for people. You have and that's hard, though. Right. That's yeah. a hard it, it pill is. to swallow. It is. Yeah. it is. It really is, especially as a creator. Like, you, I get it. I, I so get that. It is. And but people don't show up for people the way that mm-hmm. you do. But it helps you, like, understand, like, you know, who who is really in your life that's your ride or die, like, who's supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, so. And also how you should, like, maybe even, like, upgrade and utilize your friendship group. Because it's kind of just, like, the people, the top five people around you are the top five people that influence you. So you need people to influence you that are, like, supportive, your cheerleaders, and who can help build with you. And not people who want to, like take you down no mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i think a lot of people are friends with their frenemies but they don't even realize it shots fired <laughs> <laughs> What's next for Wayward Union and also individually if you're working on any projects individually? What's next for you? Well, um, what's coming up is um, uh, we're continuing Cuff Yourself um, throughout the towards the end of the year, and um, that's just going to be our self love campaign. We're going to be um, featuring different people, um, maybe you at some point. Cuff yourself. So we have okay. more um, digital programming coming up. I feel like out. I know nothing about love. <laughs> Don't say that. <sighs> but, Y'all. you know, we have more digital programming <laughs> coming out because it's getting cold and things about to shut down again. So <laughs> All the way down. <laughs> Possibly no more parties for a bit. But um, uh, so cover yourself is like the next thing. And um, for me, um, I am uh, working on his hair blog, which is a project. That's good to. Uh, I saw that. Yeah, um, that's kind of like a personal project for me. Uh, just kind of showcasing black men and their hair, and uh, mm. it was, you know, something that I put on a back burner for a while, and mm. now I'm just bringing it back in. So yeah, that's like one of my main projects right now that I'm working on outside of way of work. Mm. I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Also, <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, with WeWord, we we're going to launch some merchandise. Oh, yeah, so the merchandise. We'll yeah. merchandise so. Come through merch. Yeah. <laughs> Talk your shit. Plug yeah. your shit. Go so, ahead. Uh, next week, so launching next week, we will be having a Black Friday sale for our merchandise. Visit the Wayward store, Wayward Union store at shop.waywardunion.com. Um, we have t shirts, mugs, stickers. Um, uh, things just just for the culture, you know, the black gay culture, and uh, yeah, and we will be having a discount. You'll see once you go and mm-hmm. come on, y'all. Enjoy. With the discount <laughs> too, we gotta support y'all. Yes, we gotta support. Mm-hmm. So make sure y'all shut Wayward Union websites down, please. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and with me, I'm working on the black arc. So I'm consulting. Right. Let's mm-hmm. it's full yes. circle. Let's, we are back <laughs> to the black art. Tell us what that is all about. 
So I'm pretty much consulting and doing services with helping people find services within like mental health and stuff like that. Okay. So with, Mm -hmm. oh sorry. So with me being a black gay male, and I didn't necessarily realize that I was having like anxiety, and my anxiety was from like depression and being exhausted and stuff like that. And once I started to actually do the work. And I found a therapist. Mm-hmm. I got into therapy. I started to realize that, like, okay, I had to really sit down and rewrite and figure out my issues and try to come up with solutions to better myself and, like, better my community and my environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, for doing the work. Yes. Okay. For doing the work. That is what's up. Y- y'all here just like, man. Okay. Out here doing the work. Getting getting ready for marriage. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, why not? Okay. <laughs> okay. Getting prepared. Getting prepared for marriage. Yes. Yes. Y'all are just so. Oh, we Wayward not, Union, y'all. We will not be like No man. No, that's right. Emotional intelligence is sexy. And you know what? It is truly something to be said about our elder um, black gay community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a loneliness there, mm-hmm. an unacknowledgement. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not involved there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting, we like attracted some of yeah to our events too, and they were ones that pulled us aside and was like, "We really needed this. We, you know, really appreciate this because it's like you just show up, you play games, you listen to music, you drink." Mm-hmm. It's no pressure. You're just enjoying the company of mm-hmm. other black gay men. It's no pretentiousness. You know, mm-hmm. people just being themselves. And it's just interesting that we've been. And it necessarily, it wasn't really segmented or like catered to one specific group. So like everybody felt welcome. It was very like inclusive. So we had like older gays, younger gays, like middle aged people. So it was like a diverse right. group of people. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just like, oh, we're going to just have young gays from like 21 to 35 and that's it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we expected that, but more came and mm-hmm. different types came in. Yeah. And you, and you embrace them with open arms. And not only do you embrace them, you have created a space that makes them feel included. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. what is really important. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So kudos to y'all. Shout out to Daryl and Dara. Thank you again, both of y'all, for being on the Hunger Podcast. Remind people where they can find you on social media. You can find me at Mr. Hamilton Five Two One. Me at Darak D U R R O C K on all social media, and um, you can find us Wayward Union. Wayward Union. Instagram, social media, Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. And what's your website? Uh, Wayworthunion.com and for our shop. For the merch, y'all. And get your coupon. (laughs) Get your coupon. (laughs) And get your merch. (laughs) (laughs) No, this was great, y'all. Thank y'all for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Eric. (laughs) Yes. Yes.